we're going to be using the translation into Lashon HaKadosh. So this Sikha is going to be a beer on the first Mishnah of Pirkei Yavis, which is discusses Avram Avinu, which of course is the topic of this week's parsha. So Isa the Mishnah, Asar Dairis Meneach Vat Avram, Ladiya Kamach Ercha Paim Lafanak, Shechol HaDairis Heimach Isim Voi, so the Mishnah tells us that there are ten generations from Noyach until Avram. And this is to teach us how patient Hashem is, because all the generations were angering Hashem until Avram Avinu came. And Avram Avinu came and he received the reward for all of them. So we see the patience that he didn't destroy them right away. Rather, he waited and gave time for someone who was a tzaddik to come and to fix those generations. And that's what Avram Avinu did. He fixed what was done in the prior generations and he was able to receive the schar of all of them because he's the one that did the work. So with Sarah Lavin, Kevin Shasar Dars Elu, Hoyumach Isim Uvayim, Kaomer Bimishnazet, Zugufa, in Kim Isaschar, Hoyuruin Lakabal, Shoisa Kibul Avram. The Shaila is, since the ten generations were angering Hashem, as the Mishnah says, so what schar were they supposed to receive? And Avram received it instead of them. They didn't do anything right. They're angering Hashem. So what exactly is Hashem getting from them? They, they didn't do anything good. That's question one. And Yusir Mizu, Le'il b'mishnah namar, at the Asar Deris Ma'odam Ad Nayach, Le'idiya kama erfa apayim l'fanu, Shechol ha'deris ha'imach isin avayim, Ad shehevi o'leim ismeyam avod, that there are ten generations from Adam Arishan until Nayach, and again, they were angering Hashem, but Hashem did not destroy them. Rather, he waited ten generations to show his patience, until eventually he brought upon them the waters of the Mabal, and that destroyed them. But over there, we see a very important difference. But over there, it doesn't say that Noyach received the schar of all of them. So there are ten generations, they got destroyed, but it doesn't say that Noyach received their schar. So over there, it's not really a question, it's understood. It's because they didn't do anything good. They were angering Hashem. So of course, it showed the patience of Hashem that he didn't destroy them right away, but there was no reward for Noyach to take. So the Shaila is, what schar exactly is Avram Avinu taking? So the question is even stronger. That why was it that from the ten generations from Nech to Avram, that were also Mach Isen then Avram did receive the Scharkula? Basically, what the Rebbe is trying to show is a comparison. It's not just a logical question of if they were angry against Hashem. Obviously, there was no Schar, so how could Avram get the Schar? That was point one. He says, even more than that, if you look at this Mishnah itself, it uses that logic by Noyach. And it just says that it, from Adam to Noyach, it shows the patience of Hashem. That doesn't mention schar, and it's obvious why not, because there was no schar. So even in this Mishnah itself, it mentions this logic. So why by Avram was there a difference? That is the question. So Yesh Mepharshim, Shalachal Adam is miyuat chelik m'suim b'gan edem. V'rakim nischayef sh'az noitel chelko b'gahenem. Azay magia acher the Gemara tells us in Chagiga that Hashem says, Hashem created one thing opposite the other. He created Sadiqim and he created Rashaim. And it says he also created Ganadin and created um, Gehenim. And it says that each person has a Chelik in Ganadin and a Chelik in Gehenim. If he's Zaycha, he takes his portion in Ganadin 
and also the portion of his friend, which was not, he was not Zeicha. But if he's Chayiv, then he takes his portion again at Gehenim and also his friend's portion in Gehenim. So what the Mepharshim want to say is that since every person has a Chilik in Gehenim, then the person who's Zeicha, meaning in this case Avram Avinu, took his own portion, plus he took the ten generations before, because they also had a chilek. So Avram Avinu took the chilek of all of them. Avolafiza kasha beresha. So that answers the first part, meaning is, how did Avram Avinu get schar? There was no schar. So we're saying is because in the chathila, everybody has Gan Eden. It's not something that you need to create. It's rather every person in the chathila has a portion in Gan Eden. And if you're Zoycha, you can get your friend's chilek. And the Pashas, as we're going to see, will explain more. The idea is that every poor person, Hashem created many portions of Gan Eden. Everyone has the part. And in order to cultivate your chilek in the garden, you have to do your mitzvah's essay, the mitzvah's loisah say You have to do what you're supposed to do, and that cultivates it. And eventually, after 120 years, you go to your portion and you are able to enjoy it. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, then you can't, you never cultivated it. So you don't get that Gan Eden. But your friend, who did more than he was supposed to do, he did whatever he was supposed to do, plus in a sense, took care of what you were supposed to do, then he could take your portion too, because he, in a sense, he cultivated your part. So he gets bo- both portions. So that's what happened to Avram Avinu. As Rabbeinu Yoyna explains it, and this is in the R2, the Rebbe quotes it, that Avram Avinu, who's the mal of the chasreinus, he filled the chasreinus of the prior generations, he did what they were supposed to do. Uh, he even give a mashal of like a king that everyone betrays him, but he has one friend that stands by him. That whenever else betraying him, this friend, in a sense, works much harder to keep the king safe, and he does the job of many people, uh, which we wouldn't have had to have done before. So the question is then the other way, from Nayach. So that we see that there is an idea of taking a schar of the prior generations. Why didn't Noyach, who is a tzaddik, take also the portion of Chavirov of those prior ten generations? Base. So Akach Biyar Mefarshim. Mefarshim explain that Kevan should Noyach loy his spalom al anche deray loy hikdishes atzma the karis anche deray the hakadosh baruch hu the lifbal lein shisnagu kidebay lechen leizacha b'mida gedayla deyoy kadeshitas hakulam. They explain that. Noyach did not daven for the people of the generation. This is a famous Zayar that Moshe, he daven, Abraham daven, but Noyach didn't daven for the people of the generation. And furthermore, we know that he did not, in a sense, designate himself, designate time, and, and put himself out there for other people to bring them close to Hashem in the proper way. Therefore, since he was not trying to makar the people's generation, he, in a sense, didn't take care of their portion, as I mentioned earlier. You don't take care of their portion, you're not going to automatically get it just because you're zeicha. If you're zeicha for yourself, you get your portion. But in order to get your chavra's portion, you need to actually have done his work. Therefore, he wasn't zeicha enough as in order to take their part. Look at R7. Even though Noach was, in a sense, rebuking them. He tells them, the reason why the Rashi of the previous parasha says, why was it that he had to build the Teva for 120 years? People would see him building the Teva. They say, what are you doing? And then he replied that Hashem would bring the Bible onto the world unless you do tshuva. And the hope was that Ula Yeshuva, maybe they would do tshuva. So we see that Nayah was, in a sense, rebuking them. And the Sanhedrin, I mean, the Gemara Sanhedrin tells us, also tells us that Nayah was rebuking them. But he said, Nonetheless, Naik wasn't working with them. It's when they came to him and asked, then he would tell them. So that's not enough that people come to you and you tell them. That's still, you're in a sense, taking care of your own obligations. 
you have your, you have to build a table. People come to you. You have to tell them, you know, part of the command of building is that people come to you, you got to tell them what you're doing. So maybe they do tshuva. That's all has to do with what Noyach was obligated to do. He had to build a table. He had to tell people if they asked. So he did that. So he, therefore he got his portion. But he didn't go do more than he was supposed to. He didn't go actually go out to them and try to get them to, to do tshuva. Therefore he would do not get the schaku. That spread and publicized the locust in the world, as it says that Avram called the name of God because we're this idea that Hashem is and he brought people close to Hashem. The people that he made in Haram. What does he mean he made people? So as I'll tell us, he made Balei Tshuva. Therefore, he was Zeicha and he got the Scharf Kula. So that explains the Mishnah. Sorry, Noyach. There were ten generations. Hashem didn't destroy them right away because it shows and reflects Hashem's patience. Until Noyach came and then he destroyed all of them. From Ad, from Noyach to Avraham also shows the uh, patience that Hashem had. Nonetheless, Avram was able to get the schar kulam because he worked and tried to mafar some alakus, so he got the schar of all. Allah Shadayin and Muvin. But Nacha Shahayev Schar Mesuyem Yuat Lassar Dershim Adamanaya. He should call Adam Yeshla Chedadanin and Chulatanao. He came in Shanech Lakibel Schar Shalahem, Ki Chasra Atzle Schusk Alkach, and came Mikibel Schalk and Ganadin. The Shaila is true. There was, we know that there's a certain schar that was set aside from the ten generations from Adonaneach. As we said earlier, that Hashem made every, and every single person has a chilek in and Gehanim, and also a chilek in Ganeidin. So it's clear that those ten generations also had a portion in Ganeidin. Since Noyach was not Zeichat to receive their schar, so he didn't get it. But who got it? What happened to those portions in, in Ganeidin? He was missing, and he was lacking to take the schar of those ten generations. But who, who did receive those portions? All these chalakim, ten generations, waiting for someone to take it, and nobody took it. And, and to give more explanation, the goes on. Don't say that nobody received this portion. Maybe they're just vacant plots of land in Gan Eden. It says in Gan Eden that he was placed there to do work and to guard it. Meaning is that the Gan Eden was set aside, all these portions were set aside for them to be cultivated. And after the Chedet Tadas, when the Eden, when the people were thrown out of Gan Eden, and then Gan Eden was reserved at the spot, they would get their schar for the cultivation first. What does that mean? The Avda, to work the land, means he did, the person does the Ramach Mitzasase, and to guard, Means that he was careful with the shasam. It's a slice. I say, but Olam has in our world. Meaning is that Gan Eden is side aside for the person. And there's a purpose. There's a matar. There's there's a tachlis for it. In came la'yitakin shavamakin Gan Eden yishar reikan. So it's not possible that Gan Eden should remain empty. That you have these empty pieces of land. Uberfrat makim akayli cholakim shall call b'nei ha'adam v'meshach hasar daris v'daris haruchim b'yisar. So especially he's, it, can't, it can't remain empty, especially for, we're talking about portions of 10 generations, and these were actually long generations. We know that they lived a very, very long life. So we're talking about over a thousand years, and, and nobody's going to come and take those portions of Gan Eden. That seems very strange. I look at our 
it's understood that the portion of Gan Eden that a person gets has to do with how much of Veda he's able to do in his life. So if a person lives 900 years, that means he's able to do a very a large amount of mitzvahs. So therefore, the portion that he has to cultivate would also be not much larger. So we're talking about 10 generations. We're talking about 10 generations that Papashas had very large portions in Gan Eden because they had a very long life to uh, do their Veda. So I desire what happened to these portions. So this is a very big chiddush that we must say that these ten generations from Adam until Neach, they lechatchila never had their own chelak. But then we need to understand these generations are angry with Hashem. They didn't even have a portion in Gan Eden. Therefore, when they were destroyed, there was nothing left. The next generations, that when they angered Hashem and, and Avram came, there was some type of chalik still there, and Avram could take it. So, what exactly was the difference between ten generations that didn't even, even have a chalik in Gan Eden? Just to point out what it seems like they're ever saying is that he's giving a different answer than the other Mephorshim. The other Mephorshim wanted to say that the difference between why some generations Avram took the Sakhar and Neich didn't had to do with Adam, sorry, had to do with Noyach and Avram. Noyach wasn't worthy of that schar, while Avram was. But according to what we're saying now, it seems like that Noyach didn't get the schar of those prior generations is because there was no schar to get. They never had lechatchila any type of portion. Therefore, he couldn't have received it, regardless if he was makar of them or not. Masha'ikim Avram was able to get it because there was some type of shaykhs to be able to purify the prior generations and then he was able to take um, their schar. Um, and maybe, this is just my own thought, if Noyah if would have been successful, like if he would have had that Mr. Snefesh to go out of his Daladamas and try to carve other people and get certain individuals to do truva like Avram Avinu did, then it's possible that he could have created um, you know, Shem's not is never takes away schar from any individual. So if Papayal he did do that and he was able to somehow transform some of the, at least some of the people of the generation, then in Echinam he would have got that schar. But he didn't. So he obviously did not get that. But there never, the question really was what happened to those portions? We're trying to say there never was a portion. It was, uh, therefore, Noach could never have received it. Uh, maybe he could have got them to do tshuva, create new portions, maybe, but he didn't. So therefore, he couldn't even do that. But either way, that's the beer of the rabbi. So, Gimel, Gam any movement. Mahu achidesh, the divri hamishna shakadosh baruch hu erchapayim. Alay mikra dibar kasef. Hashem kel erchapayim. Hainu kamuvim pirushvashi v'tzidikim l'shayim. Next question is, what's the chidesh of the mishnah? It says uh, it teaches how much patience Hashem has. We have a pasuk that teaches that. It says in the pasuk, Hashem kel erchapayim. And Rashi tells us that's for Tzadik and Hashem. So we know that Hashem is patient. So why do we need a Mishnah to tell us? It's saying the same thing as a Pasuk. So the Pasha says, Shemar, Shachidish Mishnah who come Erechapayim. Pasuk, when Yitzchak come in the Mishnah, Midas Erechapayim, Shachadish Baruch Hu, Alzeh Mishnah, Alayde Kama, Shachadish Baruch Hu, Marach, Apilat Sardar. So the Pasha's answer is, the Chidish is telling us how much the patience is. The Pasuk only says that Hashem has patience. 
We don't know how much it is. Therefore, the Mishnah tells us the idea Kama that Hashem is even marked off until gen- 10 generations. That's how much Erech Apayim has. And of course, the question comes of Hagufa Tami Boy. So the question is, what's the pshat that Hashem is patience until uh, and ten generations? What is the stress of ten generations? I mean, from the pasuk, we just know that Hashem is patient. We don't know how much. The mission tells us until generations. That's how much erchapayim. Why dafka ten generations? Why not five generations? Why not fifteen? Like, what's the kama erchapayim? It's like this is like the quintessential level of patience is for ten generations, and Hashem has that perfect amount of patience, why is that the perfect amount? So the Dalit. So the Yuvan calls that, so we'll understand all of this, meaning the two questions that we had. Question one was, why from the generations from Adam until Noach, they never had a portion in Gan Eden, therefore when they were destroyed, nobody could take their schar because they were never there. And the second question is, why is ten generations the ultimate level of, 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 of Erech Apayim? So to understand that, we have another question. He says, we know the Seder of Mishnahis is very bidiuk, and especially a Seder of one parak. For sure, every Mishnah is put in a very important order. What is the connection between the first Mishnah and the second Mishnah? The first Mishnah of the parak was that, the tendr- or that Hashem could have created the world with ten utterances. Sorry, he could have created the world with one utterance. Instead, he created with ten utterances, ten mamars. Why? In order to punish the Rishon who destroyed the world, that was created with ten utterances, and to give schar to the tzitikim who are makayim the world that was created. And then we have our Mishnah about the ten generations. Why are these two Mishnahis and put back to back? And if you're going to say, Stam, there's, you can't just say because we're both talking about ten things. Because in our parak, we have the first five or six Mishnais, and they're all talking about ten things. There's ten Nisayinus that Avram Avinu had, there's ten miracles that happened in the base of Migdash, there's ten things that were created in Hashemash, they're all about ten. So why Dafka, these two are put next together? So if you're going to say it's because it's going according to the Zman, according to time based. First Hashem created the world, then you had ten generations going Ayach and Nayach. That began right after the world was created. Still, that doesn't. That's not a good answer. Because first, the Tana should have brought Mishnah Vav, because it says a third varm never beref Shabbos bein Hashmashes. I second see the Indian the Nivraelam. The Fini Hazman the Sardaris. If he was going according to the Zman, according to what happened first, the first, the second Mishnah should have been about the ten things that Hashem created bein Hashmashes. Um. Which, which is finishing off the union about creating the world before the union of the ten generations. Interesting, I was just thinking of it now. I mean, technically, Adam was created before Ben Hashemashas. So, if you want to give a, maybe a deichik answer, saying the reason why it's next is because Adam was created right away, and technically he even sinned before Ben Hashemashas. So maybe if you want to keep that answer, you can give that deichik. But anyway, the Rebbe, maybe that's why the Rebbe says, doesn't say it happened first, but he says it's working with the completion of Nivra Ha'ilam. I Meaning, the first Mishnah is about creating the world, then the next Mishnah should have been about other things that were involved at the Nivra Ha'ilam, the Ben Hashemashas, where Hashem created ten things, that would have been the completion of that concept. Hashem, the idea from Adam until Nayach, uh, would have been a much, really, been the idea of what happens after the world was created, then Hashem is, is patient with the, with the Nivra'ilam. So that's the question. Abir B'zeh. 
So the Pure Mishnah says that Hashem created, Hashem created the world with ten utterances, and that teaches us a double message. First of all, that he, this is to punish the Rishayim that destroy the world that was created ten utterances. Simple pshat, which I'll say right now, is is because the world is something which is created with ten utterances is a much more complex, much more hush of a world. It's much more energy being put into the world. According to Hasidus, there's ten spheres which are being used to create the world. Therefore, destroying or mimikayimit, that deserves a greater amount of reward and a greater amount of punishment. And we'll give more details later on. But that's just simply at this point. So the hemshech so the next Mishnah, in a sense, continues that idea, right? It continues that same concept. So we're not going after the time or even after the idea of creation. We're talking about the main idea, the main um, theme of the previous Mishnah. The first Mishnah's theme is punishing Rishayim. And the second theme is to give schar to the tzaddik that are in the world. So the Mishnah 2 actually deals with those two ideas. Aleph. The ten generations from Noach, Adam until Noach, these were ten generations that were Rishayim, they were destroying the world. Then Hashem punished them that he brought upon them the Mebabel. So that's the first idea, that Hashem created the world with ten Mars to punish the Rishayim. So that's the first concept, that there were ten generations that were destroying the world, and therefore they were punished uh, with the Mabel coming upon them. And Bayes, Asar Ders, and also it's important is that it was ten generations, right? Because they destroyed the world that was created with ten utterances, so it's ten generations in a sense, each generation can make another mimer. Bayes, Asar Ders, Ma'adam, Ma'nayach, Ad Avraham, Achiba Avraham, Akibas Harkulam. Ashidam Asar Ders, Elu Hayimach, Isinuvayim. He says, even though these ten generations were also angering Hashem, but Avram came and he gave existence, he gave Kiyim to the world. He says, he was able to poil a Kiyim in all those ten generations. Therefore, there was a Sechar Kulam there was something in existence, and he's able to take all of it. Since Avram maintained the world, he was able to preserve the existence of all those ten generations. Therefore, all the allotted reward of those ten generations also remained intact, and he received all their reward. Um, so, but hey. So the question only is, what's the difference between these two tukufas that the first ten you were not able to be Pa'el Akim all the second generation that was possible. As we mentioned at the beginning, that from Adam to Noyach, there was no, um, they never got a portion in the world to come. Right? So therefore, even if Noyach, in a sense, would have done like Abraham and Vini would have done, he still couldn't have gotten their schar because there was no Ganadin in the first place. Masha Inkain, Avram, we're saying is that since he did what he was supposed to do and he was, in a sense, also Poil in existence and maintain the existence of the generations able to get their schar. But why was it that by Adam until Neich there wasn't anything in the sense to maintain? Masha'in came by Avram, there was something maintained, and through his avoid he was able to get their schar. So Abir Bazet.
just like wars, a war of the Bnei Yisrael. By some of the wars, we see that they destroyed everything. By other wars, the they took they took spoils. Right, so something sometimes you needed to destroy that by Yericha in the capture. They need to destroy everything. But other cities in Eretz Yisrael are able to keep what they got. Um, when they found Amalek, you're supposed to destroy everything. So same thing when you're fighting with the Ra in the world. There's also two types of Ra. One type of Ra you need to completely destroy, and another type of Ra you're able to keep in a sense, or we're going to say transform it. So that's how Ketzilifa Baham, depending on what type of Ra it is, that's how you're supposed to take care of it. Some types of things are completely evil. And there is no good in them at all. So things like this, you need to destroy. What we say by, by, by Tuma, like you have uh, earthenware uh, vessels. So the earthenware vessel becomes Tama, you can't put it in the mikvah, you can't, in a sense, matar. The only way to matar a earthenware vessel is to break it. So by shviras, by breaking it, that makes it tar. Then you can take the broken pieces and make a new kli out of it. But the idea is that you're completely destroying it. You're breaking it, and only then could you be, uh, could you uh, use whatever the, the materials to make tar or something. But the kli itself loses its existence. Uh, this is by the paraduma. The kutatar explains about the paraduma. They used to burn the paraduma, and they only had the ashes left. He says, "What's the idea?" He says, "Shapara mezuz l'maistem harayim." He says, para is a remez to bad, bad actions, bad deeds, which is ra gomer. It's be'emes ra gomer on its own. Therefore, you have to destroy the para because it doesn't have a takana. The only way to fix it is by uh, nullifying it and removing it from the world. You burn it. And the only thing that remains is the ashes which the asses, he says, shows on the essential koyach of, 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 of desire, which is not bad on its own, because technically you can have a desire to do good. So the paraduma we're saying is, you have to get rid of, you have to destroy it, that it doesn't remain a paraduma anymore. It's not a cow. All it is is ashes. But then the ash, that has, that's in a sense maybe the, like the essential material, without any type of form, without any type of uh, added things on it, um, then you're able to start again from there. So we're saying that's kind of like the same thing with the Dor HaMabal. The Dor HaMabal was that type of Ra, that the Avoida of that, those 10 generations was to completely destroy them. And then, I guess with the Shuru, the, 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 you know, the, the, the ashes that remain, I guess that can maybe be considered Noyach and Hulu, that then you can start rebuilding again. But they themselves were completely evil, therefore there was nothing good there. So that also explains why they didn't have a chilek in Elam Haba. Because when we're saying that Hashem created everybody with a chilek in Gan Eden, a chilek in Elam Haba, that's only referring to somebody that has the capability to do good and bad. Right? That you have a choice. That if you did good, you're able to, in a sense, elevate. And if you do bad, then, then, then you do the opposite. So then, by doing good, you get your chilek in Elam Haba. So that means there's a certain amount of Kedusha, which is inside of you, that can be elevated. Right? Meaning is, when Hashem gave you the Avodah, the Lasham, He puts you in Ganei to do Avodah, the Lasham, that means He gave you the tools, He gives you the capability to do it. But if He's, those ten generations, which were Ra Gamor, they never Lechatchila got Ganei, because that was never their 
avoida in a sense. The avoida was never to do, um, to, to, to help develop Gan Eden. That's why Medrash calls it the 2,000 years of Tayu. Only when other, uh, Avram Avinu was born, that's when the 2,000 years of Taira began. That's when we had the capabilities to elevate the world. So therefore, they were never even created with Gan Eden. They weren't created with Gehenim either. The pastures was probably destroyed completely. Like the Raman writes about animals. When the animal dies, it doesn't have Gan Eden, Gehenim. It's just gone. So that's kind of also the same thing that was in the world. And that, as we said, expresses the first idea of the Mishnah, which is the par minar This is to, to in a sense show Hashem's um, part of the purpose of the world is to get rid of evil. Right? So, so meaning is, let's read on and then we'll go back to that idea. Then there's things which the good is maybe not seen externally. Nonetheless, they still have a spark of Kedusha within them. Meaning is, as they are, not if you destroy them and you have the ashes, but meaning as they are, there is good uh, as they remain in their present existence, it's just that's hidden. You don't need to destroy them and start again. On the contrary, you can work with them and then they will, you'll be able to maintain their existence or uh, out through transforming them from bad to good. Over there, it's talking about an individual that was um, very careful to mitzvah tzitzis, but he's also very into being mazana with a um, woman. So it tells us the story of it. One time he heard about Basim Zaina, a faraway place. So he, anyway, so to cut the story short, he went all the way to her. But as he was climbing up, it says the bottom, I think the bottom red was silver, and then the six higher ones were gold, and maybe it was the other way around. It says as he was walking up the ladder to get to the top mattress, the tzitzis him in the face. And then like, well, the tzitzis remind them, remember, Yisumayis' heart to come to Hashem, so he came down, and he didn't want to be mazana her, and he left, and then she eventually came to look for him in his yeshiva, and she was Magar, and the, so the sheets that were spread out, Be'isar, eventually became Be'hatib, because she was so, um, you know, inspired and impressed with the power of him, so she also was Magar and married him. Um, but the point is that we see that there is a, there's Ra, this idea of Znus is obviously Ra, but he was able to be transformed to good. So, the bad that was in the world from the, from the Adam until Mayak was completely bad. This is a Ra that destroys the world. Therefore, Hashem destroyed them completely from the Pnei Adama. And he brought upon them the Me'ababa. But the next generation, ten generations from they were angering Hashem. They still had the capability to transform this bad to good. Therefore, when Avraham came and he brought existence to the world to his Avaida, that fixed up those prior generations, and therefore he was able to get the Skarkula. Because he was able to reveal the good, which was in prior generations, or the, we're talking about Gan Eden, he was in a sense able to fix their portions on Gan Eden and take their portion that was there. So, get back to the first Mishnah that Hashem, we said, created the world with Tan Mamars to punish or to pay back the Rashaim that destroyed the world. Um, so, on literal, the most simplistic idea of the Mishnah, we're just talking about the Chirachachis, right? That there's free choice and there's reward and punishment. 
But over here, we're, I think the Rebbe is looking at it more Hasidists that were saying that those ten, ten, there's two types of, there's a good and there's, but there's two types of bad in the world, right? There's a type of bad that you need to completely destroy. So Hashem created a world with ten mamars, with two avidas in there. One part of the avidah is to destroy completely things which are completely bad. And then there's a second type of avidah that we have, which is trans, to transform a bad which can be to good. Or maybe, on other words in Chassidus, Hashem created which our way is to completely destroy them. And then there's Klippas Noiga, which is bad, but you're able to transform it to good. So those ten generations, that was the Aveda of completely destroying the bad. Um, they obviously, those ten generations, did not fulfill the Aveda of destroying the bad until Noyach, but Hashem had patience, even though they weren't destroying the evil. That was the whole point, I guess, in their society, their point was to get rid of the evil and the bad that was going on. They didn't fulfill that until, uh, uh, but Shem was still patient, giving us as much time as possible to hit gen- 10 generations, and then uh, there wasn't any more patience Hashem could have for them. Therefore, he had to destroy them. Once he destroyed them, there was no gun Aiden for them to get, because that was never the avoida um, to transform. Their avoida was just to get rid of evil, to get rid of the bad, to destroy it. To, to destroy it. I will make an assumption is that if those people would have done that avoida like Noyach did, um, the Sushalach, that's a particular tzaddikim who, who did work on getting rid of evil, they probably uh, created for themselves some type of schar that Hashem gave them. Um, I think in Chassidus it explains that by say. When by not doing, Leifus says, in a sense, you're not using the items, you're negating the item by not using it. It's actually a higher level of schar. Because when you do an essay, you're able to draw down a certain amount of a light of Hashem that fits into a kli. So that's, in a sense, like a portion in Gan Eden. Like you're fixing up your portion. While the Shamra, you're able to, you're drawing down a level of makif, which is a much greater um, portion. Um, which is more of a shmir, so it's not something that you're doing, it's more of a, it says like a makif type or that one gets. So maybe they would have got that type of portion, like the makif type portion, um, which probably doesn't spell out into actual chilek, because chilek probably is much more limited, but it would have been more of the shmir, whatever it is, Hashem would have, I'm sure, fixed it up. But the point is, it was never a, a thing that they had in the Indian of Abdel L'Shamba, that they were supposed to be in the world, trying to develop the world and fix the world and to elevate the world and thereby getting, that was never the way, the way was to get rid of uh, whatever bad that was in the world. That's what they were supposed to do. They didn't do that. Therefore, they were eventually destroyed, but there was never actually anything for them to take. Bashanik and Bahavram, these generations, especially after the Mabbles, you know, the four days of the Mabbles, like a mikvah, there was a certain purification that happened in the world. Then the Avaidah was to, be, to transform. And that's what Avram Avinu did. So, so what's the reason Hashem was patient until 10 generations? So, um, so a 10 is a, the complete number, it's the most perfect number, because it's all types of completions. Uh, meaning is because we have 10 spheres, so 10 is one unit of 10 spheres. So you have 20, it's really two units of 10 spheres. Just like one, there's one Hashem. 
Uh, so we have 10, it's a, it's a one unit of all 10 spheres. So that's a completion of this world. Same thing in bad, that 10 is 10 levels of evil, right? The, the, the 10 crowns of evil. That's why Hashem waits for them to do tshuva until 10 generations. Meaning is that he waits for all generations to complete because each generation has their avoid. One was Chachma, the next one is, you know, Bina, Das. So once all of it was, in a sense, messed up, and no generation did their Avreda, then they had to be destroyed. Just like a person is called the small world, so just like you have in the Oilam Gadol, you have these two periods of time. Similarly, by the, each individual, you also have, in a sense, these two periods of time in your Avreda. When a person's involved for a period of 10 days in things which are not good, and he still is toivle, meaning is he still has whatever he needs, he has gashmis, he has blessings, even though he's doing bad stuff. A person can think that he's still going to continue having this, this blessing. That he blesses himself in the heart and says, according to the sight of my heart, or the desires of my heart that will continue to go. Therefore, the Mishnah tells us this that he had all this good, even though he wasn't acting properly, it's not because Hashem doesn't care about what you're doing, but rather it's because Hashem is patient and he's hoping for you to eventually do tshuva and get rid and destroy that bad that you have done. But that eventually this thing will stop once that period of time is finished. You will not get the good anymore. Your Hashem's Marach Af will end. And then you'll lose everything. And uh, like the Mabal. Therefore, the person should do his avoid in a sense like the Mabal. He has to destroy all these and to all those things which were bad. That's the first Kufa that a person has to do. He has to get rid of the bad. But that's not enough. Since he already had 10 days, which he was involved in things which were bad. He is missing the things, the good thing that he was able to do. And things that he was supposed to uh, fulfill in the prior period. That there are days created for a person and each day has its avayda. Um, that each person has a certain amount of days and he's supposed to be involved in his avoid decision. So if you waste the 10 days, he still has to fix it. Like it says, if uh, you used to learn one dot, you're supposed to learn two dot, you have to make up what you missed. I think this is like a difference in a sense between the Dora Mabel and, you know, by the regular person. By the Dora Mabel, they didn't have a Chayvan Gan Eden, so it was just a matter of getting rid of them. Ba'id, of course, he always has that good. So even when he's doing bad, there's no such thing as, you know, for Falun, there's nothing there. In a sense, he has to work on completely transforming that bad to good. Or, or even a deeper level, we have such an idea of Zedaynis Nasli Schuyas, a person could do tshuva in such a way that the actual virus becomes Schuyas. So even though something which is completely bad, he's able to transform it to good and, and make, in a sense, a schus that 
was never supposed to be a schos. He took something which was bad and he made it good. This is something totally new. And maybe we could also say regarding the Dharma Abba, that even though they never had a chilek on Eidom Abba, but they could have possibly, I don't know, had that capability of try, by, by getting rid of the bad, maybe they could have even done it in a greater level, not just getting rid of the bad. They could have done it in such a way that the Ra itself became good, able to completely transform the Ra, and then they could have, in a sense, made a schus that they wouldn't have had on their own. Because um, even though it's only the, there was no spark of Kedusha, but we know the essence of everything is, is even the ashes are good. So with the proper level of Messir's Nafesh, then you could, in a sense, be able to do that, but again, I don't know if that would have applied by the Dharmavo, they weren't Yidin, so maybe they didn't have that capability, uh, and only a Yid has that capability, I don't know, but just throwing out ideas, everybody can think about it and, you know, come up with their own opinion. Therefore, he has to work in the second Tkufa of the ten generations, the Tkufa of Ramavinu, which is to be Payola Kiyam, an existence. Uh, man, maintain the prior days. Through transforming the darkness to light, and then he's able to fix and complete this which was lacking in the prior days. And then he's able to receive the reward 